killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Decoding the Crime Verse. I am Nolzi Lee. And I am Danny. And today, yeah. another serial killer. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just do this to annoy Nolzi yeah, if I'm being yeah, blatantly honest. Would you like to tell them who we are dealing with? First of all, I would like to say, um, before she told me the topic, I asked her, is it a gruesome serial killer? And she said nothing. Anyway. Because I know she would have given me problems. <laughs> Should have fought me. Yeah, if you haven't seen the topic, we are doing the Texicana <laughs> moon, uh, Moonlight Murders and it's the Texicana Phantom Killer. Dun, no, that's such dun, a long name. Dun. Could they just have said Phantom Killer? Like, wh- why the whole location? Are there other Phantom Killers? Yeah, I don't know. Like the South African Phantom Killer. <laughs> no, that sounds stupid. No. I wouldn't run from that. I'd no. be like, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell them who we're dealing with. Okay, so the Texicana Moonlight Murders was a term coined by the news media, as always. And these were a series of unsolved murders and other violent crimes committed in and around Texicana in the spring of 1946 by an unidentified disgusting. Why is he unidentified? <laughs> unidentified serial killer known as the Phantom Killer or the Phantom Slayer. This guy literally has 50 million names. He does. Phantom Slayer, though, sounds like he slayed fashion. Like he was just like that fashionable. I wouldn't mind being killed by a fashionable. Does he look like he's slaying in fashion? <laughs> not at all, but but the name. He looks like a potato sack. Okay, it's not working. <laughs> Maybe it's the new trends of the future. In the 40s. <laughs> but I mean, you could have put a little more effort in if, you, if I'm being honest with you. He's wearing gloves. So. Wait, how'd they get the picture of him? I think this is from a movie or like oh, okay. a documentary. Um, the killer is credited with attacking eight people within 10 weeks, five of whom were killed. Okay, so he has more than a 50% success rate. Yeah. Unlike our Axeman a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the X-Men and they were sleeping. So I don't know what's your excuse. But right. So we're going to jump into the story and we're just going to tell you what happened. And then we'll give you some theories. I know Nolene is very excited. <laughs> She's apparently come up with a brilliant theory. I really I have. I have not heard it yet. So I'm, I'm quite keen to, to hear this. Yeah. So we are looking at the Phantom Killer. Okay. And it was a case and it's referred to and I'm going to quote... The number one unsolved murder case in Texas history. Wait. So we're in Texas. Yeah. But in Texas, there's this place, the Texas, there's the... Texacana. In Texas. I I don't... don't Are we that unoriginal? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) South Africana. We should name a place that I feel like Johannesburg should change. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On February 22nd, 1946, in Texas, um, Jimmy Hollins and Mary Larry went on a date to the movies. Oh, shame. Look at them being all romantic. <laughs> they didn't know that. This it was is not what you learn from the story. Stop going on movie dates and use that money to eat or to do something that's not a movie. You know, <laughs> you know this is just because you hate movies. No, yeah, 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 I Don't do. come here with your stuff. <laughs> okay. So they then um, went back to. Well, they were making their way back to Mary Jean's home when they stopped the car and just sat there doing 
Yeah. Yeah. And then after you see another thing. Mm. Look what you did to yourself. Why are you stopping the Why car you stopping when the you're car? not at your house? Mm. This man was waiting for you guys. Okay, because after 10 minutes, so you see they were there for a while. Yeah. The man walked up. And Mary Mary Jean stated that he wore a white mask over his head with cut out places for the eyes and mouth. And he pointed a flashlight and a pistol. Okay, he came up to the driver's side of the car and told Jimmy, I don't want to kill your fellow, so do what I say. Okay, well, he obviously got out the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, they both got out the car and then the assailant made Jimmy take off his pants and then hit him twice over the head, cracking his skull. Mary said the sound was so loud that she actually thought it had been gunshots. So could you imagine? Yeah, shame his poor head. His poor head, okay. Jimmy was then knocked unconscious and the attacker tried to sexually assault and rob Mary Jean, okay. She pleaded with her attacker, telling him he, they didn't have any money. So the attacker then hit her, knocking her to the ground and said, run. So obviously, um, she got up and she ran, but she was wearing high heels. So, Game didn't back. get very far because um, the assailant actually quickly overtook her and hit her again, knocking. What's the point of telling her to run? Yeah, if like just this guy's just abusing back. her at this point. Okay, at this point, Jimmy actually struggled to his feet and managed to stop a passing car. I mean, imagine you have now a cracked skull. Yeah. And you're making the plans yeah. to get them saved. Mary, what were you doing? <laughs> you should have just taken the shoes off. Right? I mean, I would have taken the shoe, hit him with the one, hit him with the other, and then... Yeah, I mean, those, the heels can be quite but dangerous. But then she was running. That means she was going to leave Jimmy. And Jimmy with these cracks. But what if, tried if she to didn't know her. if Jimmy was dead. Ah, but that is disgusting. He had a cracked skull and he still tried to help both of them. And she was like, oh, I'm going... I'm glad he hit her down. So you would have stayed? Huh? You would have stayed? What do you mean? If it was you. You were hmm? Mary. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, Would how? you have run? Run where? Away from him. Or would you have stayed for Jimmy? You know, Jimmy's a big boy. <laughs> I'm sure he can take care of himself. <laughs> well, there you go. There's Mary Jean's <laughs> answer. Okay. The assailant obviously then saw the car lights and then fled from Mary Jean. Okay. They both received medical treatment. And Jimmy actually spent 12 days in the hospital recovering from the attack. Okay. So this was obviously the Phantom Killer's first attack. And at this time in the 40s, Texas was not a great place. Yeah. Um, it was quite violent. Yeah. And so with many wo- robberies and killings and stuff like that, things like their little case wasn't actually picked up yeah. or noticed until a second attack occurred a month later. Okay, and that was on March the 24th when the, author- the authorities found the bodies of Richard Griffin and Polly Ann Moore. Okay, the couple were, were on what was known as Lover's Lane. You see these people. Why? They're causing their You want to die, you know that's what you want. But you know what? Wasn't the Zodiac also killed people on Lover's Lane? But just yeah. as san francisco yeah seems to be a common guys just don't go (laughs) like what are you doing okay are these like lonely people who are like i'm going to kill couples maybe he was rejected maybe he proposed and the girl was like no no and then he was like sorry and i don't know yeah okay so both were shot in the back of the head okay richard was found between the two front seats on his knees with his heads in his hands and his pockets had been turned inside out so obviously showed that he'd been robbed and then pot that's another thing why did he rob them most serial killers don't do that. It's he probably was one thing. of those guys who likes staying at home and he's like, I might as well get a bit of no, money. No, but it, if you think about it, his thinking could have been like then it could pass as a B&E. As a, yeah, probably. Like a robbery thing. I don't know. 
I can't ask him because we don't know who it is. <laughs> and he's probably dead by now. But I mean, okay. Polly Ann was discovered face down in the back seat of the car, but the evidence had suggested that she'd actually been murdered on the blanket outside the car and then was placed there. Okay, the couple had last been seen around 10 p.m. the night before, and they had been shot with a 32 caliber pistol. Okay, and obviously this now raised more tension than the yeah. first attack, but it actually still wasn't linked. They still hadn't made the connection until three weeks later on April 14th when the bodies of Betty Jo Booker and Paul Martin were found. Okay, Paul had been shot four times Okay, and discovered in a rural era on area okay and then betty joe had been raped and shot twice and her body was found in the woods about a mile away from from paul yeah and they were also both shot with the 32 caliber which was the same weapon used in the previous attack okay and now this third attack were like then then they kind of realized and they put the pieces together they were like oh oh no (laughs) we got a serial killer on the loose Okay, and it was actually, people were scared in the town. I mean, if husbands went away on holiday, wives actually went to stay in a hotel rather than stay at home alone. Yeah. Like, people would makeshift security systems with, like, kitchen appliances. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you're desperate. No, no, just wait, just wait. The phantom killer comes in your house. (laughs) You've got a blend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose... I suppose you could. Oh, fry. The bullet's gonna get you still. <laughs> but you could try humming just a and little your, bit. Your blender and your frying pan, and he's got a gun. What are you gonna do? I keep you all my do? kitchen knives and go. <laughs> I don't think it's as fast as a bullet, but I think I'd get one knife somewhere. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, shame. I, I don't know what I would do in that um in that instance. Okay, so. This is now the time when he got the name the Phantom Killer, okay? And the lead investigator was, um, well, one of the lead investigators' name was Tillman Johnson, okay? And he said, and I quote, We are constantly getting calls, mostly at night, about prowlers, people and about any noises they have heard at all. So basically, people were freaked out. Yeah. Any person who looked shady or any sound they made, they're like, 911, <laughs> come to my house. The cops are probably like, stop answering now. <laughs> Okay, and because everyone was afraid that they were going to be the victim of the next phantom killer because he yeah. didn't, like, again, he didn't just attack in one spot. He just, if he, if he found you, it was late, you know. Yeah. Okay, then on, the, on May 30th, an old farmer named Virgil Starks was listening to the radio when a twenty-two caliber round um, went through his porch window and hit him. So now you see, you see the phantom killer is now shooting from outside. <laughs> He's shooting from anywhere at this point in time. <laughs> this man this is guy must have been just angry. He's just like he's like, let's go. <laughs> okay. His wife Katie had um found him then bleeding in the living room and then she went to call for help, but the attacker then shot her twice in the face. Okay. The bullets knocked some of her teeth, but she survived ducking to avoid avoid more shots. She then made her way to the bedroom as the attacker tried to break through the kitchen window. And she escaped with a bullet stuck under her tongue. I'm sorry, this woman. Hats off <laughs> to you because I would have been crying in the yeah. bathroom being like, God, take me now. Or like she, she actually managed to get away and f- got to the hospital and she actually survived. Imagine the bullet is in, under your tongue. And that is crazy. And you are there crawling 
this man is shooting. <laughs> no, I'm These fine. people are strong though. Can I just say, is it the adrenaline that kicks in? I think because it's the adrenaline. They, they keep going and I'm like not there even. There was also that one, remember in the Axeman case with the woman who was pregnant? Yeah. And then and she, she still gave birth a week yeah. later. And I was like, like what on earth? What? <laughs> the moment a bullet hits me, even <laughs> if it's on my toe, I've fainted already. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, the moment I'd stub my toe, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm not that traumatic, but anyway. Okay, unfortunately, I, yeah, I know you are, but <laughs> unfortunately, her husband did die. Okay. And after that, 20 to 30 police officers actually went over their farmhouse to try gather in evidence and see if there were any suspects or, or witnesses. Okay. And according to Johnson, who again was the investigator, people would stand out near the front of their homes and yell at you to identify yourself before you could get too close. You had to identify yourself or you would get shot. Yeah. So imagine now you're going to your friend's house. Yeah. And they're like, who is it? And you're like, Danny. And they're like, no, we don't believe you. Bah! And imagine now. Or what if you can't hear them because you have earphones in? Or like, or like you know, sometimes you spaced out and you mm. just keep walking. Like, Danny, is that you? Is that? It's not her. No, Dead. I feel like this town was a mess. Yeah. It was a <laughs> mess. I feel like lots of people just, things happen there. <laughs> people were scared. <laughs> Honestly, though. I would have moved. I'd be like, peace out. I'm going to, I don't know, where I would have moved to. Yeah. I wouldn't have stayed. Okay. The authorities actually followed bloody footprints from the house. Okay. Which eventually led to a highway where they lost trail. Okay. Um, however, there was speculation that this wasn't the phantom killer. And the reason, well, this case of the one at the farmhouse being that the couple was a lot older than yeah. the previous victims. And there was a different caliber gun, which does make sense. I mean, he was freaking shooting from outside the house. Yeah. Phantom killer never done that before. Okay. But it, it just got put in with the phantom killer file. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay, they even the authorities dressed as young couples to to like lure him out. Yeah. Okay, could you just imagine these two like police officers just sitting there in their car dressed as a couple? I wonder if it was like a female cop and a male cop or two male cops just going. (laughs) We're going to catch him today. Put the wig on the one. (laughs) I mean, it's dark. Yeah, it's the night. Like seriously, you can see that that's like too. Yeah. Okay, but two months went by and the phantom murders kind of just stopped and no one was ever found guilty and it's remained unsolved. Yeah. I hate unsolved cases. They're very gross. No, I like the unsolved ones because then me and Nolene can come up with the crazy theories. Yay! Like she's going to tell you. First, we're going to tell you um, there were some suspects. So we're going to go through the two suspects and then Nolene will grace us. With her theory. <laughs> so the first suspect was H.B. Ten- Tennyson. Yeah. And he was a college student. Please, guys, his picture, he looks like a baby. I don't he understand does. how a baby like this could be killing people like that. It's fine. Okay. He confessed to some of the killings in a note behind, that he left behind after he killed himself. Clearly, he was a little bit mental yeah okay the note claimed um to have read why did i take my own life well when you've committed two double murders you would you would too yes i did kill betty joe booker and paul martin in the city park that night and killed mr stark and tried to get mrs stark so but you see now the stark was the one that they actually don't think is the phantom killer yeah so it's a bit iffy okay and according to his cousin who was a forensic psychiatrist whose name is john tennyson he said that 
um, HB actually had connections to all the victims. Yeah. Through, like, you know, you know each other through seven other people yeah. type of thing. Okay. He was allegedly the usher at the theater where some of the victims of the attacks had seen movies before their deaths. Okay. And he had been in the same high school band as Betty Joe, But... And then according to Dr. Tennyson, one of HP's friends actually lived under the same roof as Katie Stark's sister. Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of knew every... But why would you kill people you know? He was probably, like, messed up. Like, this what if you, they bullied well, is, him you, at you school see, this is why something. You don't know. You kill randoms. Then they can't link into you. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. But there was still actually no evidence to say that he actually had done it. So, he yeah. was never convicted. The next one. How do you say this guy's name? Yuval Lee Sweeney. I'm going to call him Lee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to make my life easier. Okay. So state trooper Max Tackett, okay, observed that cars apparently had been reported stolen and found later around the same time every time the phantom killer um, made one of his attacks. Yeah. Okay. So following this lead, it actually led to the arrest of Peggy and Lee, who were a happy little married couple. So what is <laughs> the couples? What is it with the couples? Barbie and Kate, you know what? But these people literally got married just before his trial. That's true. That's true. Okay. While in custody, now you see this is, the, I think Peggy was a bit psycho because yeah. Peggy gave detailed statements explaining how her husband had committed the murders of Betty Joe and Paul Martin. But the weird thing is she gives two very different stories of the same event, right? So the first story or the first version, she says that on d- July 23rd, well, that's the day she gave the statement. She said that they were parked at Spring Lake Park and Lee left the car saying he had to go and take a leak and Peggy waited for him and after an hour he had, well, not returned. Yeah. Um, that's when you're like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> when she heard two gunshots and Lee came running back and they sped out the car park. Apparently his clothes were wet up to the knees and he was damp up to his waist. And then basically she says, yeah, well, he killed them. And then we ran away. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't make sense. But then... A couple of days later, she gave a different story. So why are you changing your story, Peggy? What's happening? First of all, like if you like on a date and then someone leaves a car and then you hear gunshots and they come back with blood on them and they're I'm rushing. running out of, I'm getting Do out the car. you just go, oh, you killed them. Let's go. And I mean, it wasn't that like, doesn't no, make but sense. think about it. Also, Betty and them weren't like the last case. Yeah. There were people afterwards. So why did she not come forward? Yeah. Peggy. <laughs> um, me, I don't trust Peggy. Okay, so the second story that she gives is that Peggy said that Lee and her had actually gone to the park specifically to rob someone. Okay, they'd gone up to Paul Martin's car and um, Lee pointed the gun at the young couple and told them to get out. Obviously, things escalated and he shot them. Okay, well, he shot Paul. He, she, Peggy then helped Betty into their car. Okay, apparently then Paul got up again and um, Lee shot him again. <laughs> obviously a very bad shot if people yeah. are getting up again after you've shot them the first time. I'm just saying, okay. They drove away when they stopped. Peggy then stayed in the car while Lee took Betty into the woods where he raped and killed her, okay. So now, but why did she change the story? Yeah. So in one story, your, hus- your husband, you you didn't know about it. And yeah. in the second one, you are a full-on accomplice. You know what I mean? So what's happening, Peggy? What's going on here? I believe the second one. No, I also do. Okay. Because she knew details that someone, only someone who had been there would know. Okay. For example, the fact that Paul's date book had been thrown into a bush and that book book had actually been found by the sheriff himself. Yeah. Okay. Lee was arrested. Okay. And, but Peggy couldn't be forced to testify him against him because they'd been 
married literally hours before he was arrested. Okay. Lee was then taken to Little Rock for truth serum. Um, but was given too much and apparently caused him to pass out. Okay, Peggy was then in prison for her own involvement in their car thefts, but was eventually released. And then Lee was sentenced to life in state prison because of his theft charges. Okay, and he was released on parole in 1973 because the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals decided that he hadn't had um, adequate representation on the car theft charge in 1941. So they actually then both ended up out of prison. Which is disgusting. And they never actually were charged for the murders. Yeah. I mean, because they didn't, they couldn't link it. But Peggy, what's happening? <laughs> Peggy's what's very happening, dodgy. Peggy? Peggy strikes me oh. as Bobby from the Bobby and Honestly, Ken murders. Honestly, you know, she's acting all innocent. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Philip. And then she's like, oh, okay, wait, let me marry you quickly so I can testify against you. What? Mm, Peggy, what, very what, what game are you playing? Very dodgy. What game are you playing? So <laughs> let's, let's hear... Your theory. I'm excited. If it's not epic. Wait, I need names. I need names. I need names. So this is what I believe happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so HB Tennyson was in love with Betty Jo because they were in the band together. Oh, okay. And he always looked at it and he was like, oh, my Betty Jo. What instruments did they oh, play? Oh, one day um, he was probably like electric guitarist. Do you know a school band? You know, that's the means the marching band with the trumpets and... The- he was the trumpet guy. <laughs> and she was she was the one walking around with the drums. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that just happened, but anyway. Uh, he was in love with her. And okay. then she chose to go out with Paul Martin because obviously he was like the cool guy and he wasn't that cool. But like Well, I mean he was in the They knew school each other. <laughs> yeah. And she probably dissed him. And she was like, I don't like you. I like Paul or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. girls can be mean sometimes to mm-hmm. guys. And then he got angry. Ooh. But on top of all of that, he was having issues with his friend's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Stark, because they were irritating and they were a nuisance to him. Okay. So what he did was he killed the Starks. That's why he shot from but the outside. But st- the Starks were last. And Betty and them were second last. So why did he kill the first two couples? No, he killed the Starks. So this is what happened, right? He he thought him and Betty Joe would one day, mm. you know, but then Betty died. And then he was like, damn it. So then he killed the stocks and then he confessed to the murders of Betty and Paul so to wait. make himself look cool. But so he, he only killed the stocks? Only, yes. Oh, I understand. And then the UL Lee Sweeney and... Peggy killed the other one. Killed all the other ones. Oh, I understand your theory. And I they like put it. it under one blanket, but it wasn't actually true. And he only confessed to killing these two people because he probably hated them, and he he wished he killed yes, them. Yes, because he was angry that Betsy didn't go out with him. Yeah, ah. and he's like, "See, now you're dead. Fine." Ah. Okay, okay, I like yeah. this theory. I like so, it a lot. I think HB was 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 killed was a stocks. wimp. And he killed them from outside because he didn't want to go inside. And then he killed himself because you've just killed two people. And then the rest he couldn't have done because I don't see this little boy walking up to a car and then killing two people. But I mean, okay, so our, our, what are they, Swingles? What are they called? What's their (laughs) name? The Sweeneys. The Swingles. The Sweeney's, yes, <laughs> they killed the couples. The couples, because they were a couple that killed couples. 
Okay, and obviously as they got more confidence with themselves, we see the like it escalating because yeah. in the first ones, the the murder. You know. Okay. What I mean? And then, and to be fair, I mean, if she technically was sitting in the car for when he attacked, that would be why the first lady who survived, Mary, wouldn't have seen another person. She would yeah. have just seen the man. Yeah. Which makes sense. So they killed the three couples. Yes. Well, attacked the three couples and then HB killed the Starks. Yeah. I like it. I approve of your theory. Yeah. It's very nice. <sighs> it's well concocted. I worked very hard on that theory. I, I don't like think it. Peggy might have been there at the first one. He probably got back home and he was like, this is what I've done. And, and then she was like, like oh, yes! I want to be involved yeah. too. I'm in, let me <laughs> come. I want to come. Yeah. And then they started killing together as a couple. Yeah, maybe. And that, poor yeah. H.B. Tennyson killed himself because now he was a murderer. There was blood on his hands. And he probably felt guilty for Joe dying because he's like, I could have saved you if you just came with me and yeah, not Yeah, shame. Yeah. Okay. I That is... Guys, we have decoded the Phantom Killer. Yes, full on. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually like your theory a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top notch work. Thank Detective you. skills <laughs> on point. So yes, um, that's all for this week. But hope you learned something. Don't go to Texas. No, don't. Because uh, I've been to Texas. Oh no! Yeah. Did they kill you? What? Okay. <laughs> just checking you never know oh guys my ghost is speaking <laughs> to you if you hadn't noticed by now i noticed there was something different just a little bit came back. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> but that is all for this week until next time no mourners no funerals Join the Active FM show? Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM 777, Twitter and Gab at Active FM, Facebook at Active FM forward slash 777, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out. Active FM. Radio has never been better.